Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, I'm my friend again, Chris Hillis from Houston and Corpus. And I don't know where else are you from. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. it. Houston and Corpus, right? Uh, that's going to rejoin us one more time to catch up, basically. So, what have you been up to, bro? Man, uh, it's been a while. I think it's been like 10, 11 months since I've been here. Um, and that was kind of when we first met. Um, and, I mean, I'll be honest, Ricardo, ever since we first met, you know, the energy, the vibe, everything is kind of uh, catapulted, man, to a whole other level. We've done a few events together now. Yeah. Um, had the, the, the meetup in Orlando. Yeah. With Jorge that's right. Um and yeah, that's right. You came to our event. That our event was in June, but then you went to Jorge Valdez. But I think you came here early this year. I would say it was probably January or January, February. February. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was first starting to to release the, the event. Because mm -hmm. it was April, May, or when was your event? I forgot. No, it was in June. June? Uh, but those events take four or five times worth of promotion right yeah yeah so it ain't a monthly meetup <laughs> no no that, i mean those it's bigger than, than yeah. that right and, and then you're bringing people from all over the country and so the uh the logistics are a lot a lot more difficult to handle and there was a lot of people there man yeah we had probably 300 uh we hope to get 500 on the next one so i'll be there so we're going to start promoting January? right now uh february three four and five february three four and five yeah um, so hey, that thing. I mean, it changed my life. What? How? How? How did it change your life? Um. So when I first came to you, Ricardo, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, man, but I, I literally just DM'd you one day. Right. Um. I had seen a lot of your podcasts, yeah. content online, um, and uh, up until that point, I had been doing pretty decent in terms of real estate. Right. Um, but I knew I was lacking in systems. Yeah. I was lacking in, I was basically making really good money being a really good closer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were banking on skills. Yes. You which know. is good. Which is, it's, hey, it's good. You need we know it. now you're not going to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need it. You need it. You need yeah. it for sure. But I think what you opened my eyes to more was, you know, systems, processes, automated, get yourself out yeah. and networking right mentorships right um i'll be honest there was uh you know I, I and i don't know I'm, I'm humble enough to say maybe it was a pride thing you know you think you're a badass closer you think you can i don't i don't need that i don't need those events i don't need those guys i don't need you know to go to those classes or pay i'm gonna pay somebody to mentor me it's crazy how like that mentality is very real out there it's oh very yeah prominent yeah <laughs> and it's amongst our peers like it's there like yeah but there's one saying that says your friends want to see you do good but not better than they are mm. and that's what it comes Ooh, down to that's true it really comes down to, and sometimes you grow together with some guys uh you got you you might have started right at the same time or 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 you just friends you know because you're in the same environment and and all of a sudden you take off or you start taking off and they stay here, mm. 
and you tell them how you did it, you're like, hey man, you know, I hired this mentor or I went to this event right. or I created this new networking thing. And they're like, oh, I don't need that. You know, I don't need that. And, and I'm like, I remember I was talking to somebody, I'm not gonna mention his name, but he, he reached out to me one day and he said, hey Ricardo, can we hang out more? I was like, hang out. <laughs> It's like, bro, I don't have time to hang out. <laughs> like, we can probably catch up every now and then and right. have a beer or go to lunch, right. but hanging out is not my thing. That's every once a quarter, man. Exactly. <laughs> and like, we haven't seen since Orlando. Yeah. No, so San Antonio. San Antonio. At another event, right? At another event. There you go. Yeah. So, and we live in the same city, yep. right? Yeah. So, so I told him, I said, look, man, this is what you should do. You should start putting yourself out there in as many events as possible, start networking. And then when you see one guy that has what you want, pay him so you can take the elevator. Mm. And he's like, uh, uh, well, why would I pay him? You know, I, I got all this. I was like, bro. Pride, man. It's pride, right? You're pride. paying to take the elevator. You can, like I tell people all the time, you go to New York to the tallest building. Let's say it's 300 floors. And there's a lady downstairs with a little sign that says, in five minutes, you'll be in the in the in the in the in the floor number three hundred. It's fifteen thousand to get there, or it's free and you can take the stairs down there. What happens when you take the stairs is you won't make it. You won't get there. You may make it, but it may take you months. Yeah. Or you may get tired along the way, or maybe along yeah, the way well. you find a shiny object and then mm. you get derailed from it. Right. 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 So I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, there is a lot of pride in our space. I'm all, I'm constantly looking for my next mentor. Oh man! Well, you and I think you said it one time: when the student is ready, the mentor will appear. The mentor will appear. That's and, right. And that's kind of I mean, if I'm being honest, that's kind of happened. What happened with me and you was right. like, I finally told myself like, you know, put away your pride. Be humble. Go ask people. Go see what other people are doing. Go learn from other people. You yeah. don't know it all. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when I removed pride from me and I reached out to you, I reached out to you, uh, David Olds, yep. you know, a few other people. I, there's like three, four, five mentors I had at one point. You started just, just, yeah, just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. You know, it was like, man, like my growth, my network, the ideas that were coming to me, the strategies that were coming to me was just boom, boom, like it just became clear. Because it's different now. Like when you pay for mentorship, now the mentor wants to make sure you succeed. Mm. But when you're getting the freebies, the mentor doesn't really like, because a mentor can be somebody you just follow, but they don't even know they're mentoring you. Right. Right, like I follow, um, who do I follow right now? I'm following, I'm following Ed Milet, for instance. So in a way, he's mentoring me through his podcast, mm -hmm. right? But he doesn't know he's my mentor. Right. And I'm not paying him to, right. to for strategic coaching or mm -hmm. anything like that. So you can choose a mentor, but not necessarily the mentor. No. Now, when the mentor is aware that, hey, Chris is here, he needs help, and he wants to reorganize it, which is what we did. We reorganized your business. That's all it was. Right. And, and we did some, some, some market strategies, how to pick markets and things. But it was more about, hey, let's get this guy out of the way. Let's put this one in. Let's create, look, get rid of the redundancy. 
and I and I and I'll tell you this, and it goes back to pride too. When you told me, you told me to get fired. Two people that were like with me since the beginning of time. It's hard. I started. It's hard. <laughs> that was hard, man. That's hard. That's hard, and it comes back to pride because I my initial feeling, Ricardo. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you, my initial feeling was. Ricardo, like you, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let go of somebody that's been with me for four or five years. Right. Like, no, man, they know too much. That's normal. But I started thinking, I'm like, you know, just, just do it. You know, remove your pride. Ricardo has seen a hundred other people's operations. Yeah. He knows where you need to trim the fat. Not only that, when you're outside, outside of the operation, it's easier to see where, where where people lack. So I have this girl, which by the way, she's still waiting on you, Maria Angelica. Um, she was supposed to map out your whole business. Bro, you gotta see my map. It's, it, when you when we're done with this podcast, I'm gonna show it to you. Your eyes are gonna fall off. What kind of map? Bro. For the whole thing? It's, it's, it's stupid, bro. Like, <laughs> wait until I show it to you. But anyhow, I got her, because I knew she was good at creating all these sequences and mm -hmm. finding holes and and interviewing people, understanding their job and putting it on paper. I got her to do my own architecture, mm. right? She knew nothing about my business, but she knew how to piece it all together, uh, right? So I said, look, I need you to come here real quick. I want you to go through every position we have in the company, every single one, interview them, talk to them, and get them to tell you what they do, and you're gonna put it on paper. Mm -hmm. And then the next block is gonna be the next person, or the next or the next step, or the next operation, right? Mm -hmm. And she did it. Now, at the beginning, it was like maybe like this big. Now it's like, because she just went through everything, right? And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, wow. And now, the good thing is, all the different teams that are working in my organization now, they all know what they do and they know how they connect with each other. They know the bigger picture. Now they know the bigger picture, they know how to put, when to push something somebody's way or when somebody's supposed to pick up from someone else. Right. You follow me? Right. But it took that one person to come in in my life. Now she was, she's internally an employee, she's not a mentor. Right, right. But she's a map, like a map, a map creator and and now everything is crystal, crystal clear, which is something you haven't done. You should do it. Right. Um, and but you spotted my stuff because I know how to do it. Yeah. Right. So when you, when I ask you, like I'm doing the same thing I did with you, I'm doing it with Mo and Mauricio today. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm, do you know them? Right? Yeah, Mo and, uh, and Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah. Bro, you gotta talk to these guys. They're like six figures already every month. Wow. Yeah, and they were bleeding money. They were in Orlando. They were in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, I know them. But right before Orlando is when I started coaching them. Yeah, I remember they were down to like no deals a month. No deals. They had no deals. They had $7,000 a month on vampires. Mm. They were putting money, seven grand a month out. Tell everybody what vampires are, man. So a vampire <laughs> is that money that you pay every month that doesn't produce any revenue. But it's there. It's like having like Netflix, but you don't watch Netflix. The auto debits. You follow what I'm saying? Like you don't watch Netflix, but you have it. Yeah. Because if you watch Netflix and you get something out of it, 
It's not a vampire. Yeah. It's a, it's a, what do you call it? It's a luxury. It's a luxury item for you or whatever. They have $7,000 worth of vampires. And that was the first thing we had to cut off. Like all the vampires, like guys, stop all that shit. I need you to fire this person. And one of them was a coach. Mm. I need you to do this, do that, boom. And they were like, ah, it was very uncomfortable because I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta cut off all these people off. Um, and I said, yeah, and, and all these systems you have here that are not really, the, you know, shouldn't be on this, get rid of that. Yeah. They got rid of that. And then what we did is we allocated those seven grand towards marketing. Let's go put these $7,000 on marketing. Let's go talk right to now. some people. Now let's go create leads. So yesterday, my Brandon tells me, man, Ricardo, I got 20 leads. I said, I love it, bro. Now you got a problem. We got to fire you from being an acquisitions guy. Yep. Now we need to go, either you plug it into my system or we build yours. Right. Whichever way you want to go, we got to do it right now because you're, now you're spending more money on leads than you're monetizing, even though he's right. got 10 contracts and on his now you might be wasting leads. Yeah, and so they're closing on like 100 grand this month, probably. Uh, That's amazing. But they came from like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. I don't know if I want to flip or, but they were humble enough. Mauricio told me last night, because we were connected yesterday, and he's like, Ricardo, I made one mistake. And I said, which one? He wasn't hiring you back in three years ago when I met you. Mm. And I said, no, you didn't make a mistake. He said, you said earlier, Chris, they weren't ready. Yeah. The student was not ready for the, uh, for the coach to appear. Right, right. So, so I'm, I'm, I get a lot of satisfaction to see that like guys like you that you're like, man, I got a lot of clarity now. We all need people in our business to tell us, because sometimes we cannot even see our own problems. Even me, like, right. I coach you, I coach a lot of other people, right? Um, but I get people that come inside of mine. Right. Like Bob Allen. Critique you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I go Bob, I show Bob yesterday my new funnel. And he's like, let's look at it. And I looked at it and he's like, hmm, I don't like this and I don't like that. Can you change this? Can you change that? And I wasn't questioning. I was like, yes, sir. See, but that, but that's like such a mature and like wise approach of what you're doing. Because again, naturally, when somebody comes to you and seven-figure business, eight-figure business, bro, and somebody tells you get rid of them, you automatically like you don't know what you're talking about. I'll don't tell you me. the story of my friend Spencer Shader. It's hard. Spencer Shader is a multiple seven-figure operator multiple he's not doing one or no he's doing like right. almost I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not close to eight feet gotcha he comes to me one day and said hey man i need some advice and i said well, okay what 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 do you got his business is bigger than mine right so what do you got and he's like and, and the reason why he's bigger than mine is because he's got construction he's got flipping so he's got a bunch of different things, Those streams, right? Um, that are all together making a big business. But on the lead generation side and the wholesaling side, he needed advice. And I yeah. said, "All right." So we went and built a whole vision traction organizer for his business. Now he was operating on something similar, so he had another form. I forgot what it's called, but I was like, "Bro, let's just put this thing on this one that I know how to handle very well, and let's get the clarity." Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he's like, he's my biggest client right now. Like, mm -hmm. he's got, I don't know, 10, 15 people from my team working with him. 
Wow. Only a lead generation. Wow. And he does not hesitate to pay that bill every first of the month. No, yeah. And, and Ricardo, that's exactly it, man. Like, people look at, oh, well, I don't want to spend two grand, 15 grand, 10 grand, whatever the numbers are. People look at the dollars and they're like, oh, no, no that's, that's just too much. They're not thinking about the investment and the residual effect that that's going to have, the people you start to become around, the proximity of yeah. the people that you start being around. I mean, the ripple effect of me getting with you, having a mentorship back in January to now, I mean, I feel like I'm a, I'm a 180, I'm a whole different person. Well, and uh, so tell me about, so let's talk about your operation right now, right? How does it look like? Because I haven't asked you, we haven't connected in, in months, right? Yeah, been busy. I know. We stripped everything down, right. um, you know, at, at your recommendation. Yeah. Uh, obviously, got rid of people that, that that was hard to. It's hard to do. It, it's it's so hard, and and honestly, you really have to ask yourself. Like this is one thing I started asking my guys. I said, look, ask yourself one question: Are you pushing the company forward, or is the are company you pulling back? you forward, or holding it back? Yeah, they're having to drag you forward. Yeah. I said, if you if Ask yourself that. It's a very easy question, and it's very obvious, the answers to most people, most employees. Yeah. And if, if any time, I mean, I'm about to terminate somebody tomorrow, actually, because I'm feeling like we're having to pull. So I'm going to cut that rope. So the next step for you now um, is for you to remove yourself from doing that. You shouldn't be firing people anymore. You should have somebody that does that for you. Well, I, I give the word, but right. they have automated uh, emails, termination. Well, they have an access sheet list, remove all their accesses to right. everything. So you got all that stuff. Yeah, right. all of that is done. Yeah, so yeah. you shouldn't be firing people anymore. Right? No, 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 not me. But, right. But making the decision. Making the decision, right. right. So, and as a matter of fact, I told my senior admin yesterday, I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we're having this conversation right now, but eventually... I don't want you to ask me to go fire somebody. You need to figure out how to do that. So that's what my guys do now. Ooh, that's powerful. They come to me and they say, Ricardo, we have to get rid of so-and-so. And I ask why. I was like, why? Because I love every, every single person that comes to my company. You follow me? And my, and my team and my organization. Every single one of them. I love them because that they help my, my life for sure. They, they enrich my life. Well, right? and they're real people, too. And they're real people. You know? They got bills. They got kids or whatever. Family, so I asked them why. What happened? They're like, and they gave me all the all the reasons, right? And they say we get we actually have an HR lady now. So the HR lady gives them three warnings. Mm. So they get warnings. That way they can see it coming. Right. And sometimes they go on their own, which is better for us because, you know, no hard feelings. Um, but when it's like, I know they're going to fire somebody pretty soon and, and I know the name and the face and everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, why, why are you going to get rid of that person? And they're like, well, this is, these are the reasons. And I said, okay, uh, there's nothing I can do because, because I, the way I manage my team, my, my management team, right. Is I, I put pressure on those guys. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, Hey. How come our texting platform is not ready? Or how come we don't have all the VAs that we're supposed to have? Or how come we haven't gotten the contracts we're supposed to get? So I go and tighten up the knots, right? Mm -hmm. With a wrench, mm -hmm. and they feel the pressure. Mm -hmm. And then I said, look guys, and I taught them. I said, look, the pressure doesn't have to stay with you. 
when I pressure you, you pass that pressure down. Right. And that's how you're going to get, you know, productivity and momentum and all of that, right? Yeah. So, so now they do that. And, and they just tell me, hey, this is what we did. And right. I said, okay. And I respect their decision. Yeah. And, and, and what I told my guy yesterday was, because we have an HR lady too now. Um, I mean, they, these guys have to fill out a, a, a form and a sheet in their request to request time off at this point. Right. It ain't no, no no more of this, oh, yeah, I can't come in. No, no, no. You better go request and oh, three strikes like absolutely. you said. Like, like this ain't, we're not messing around. One thing we started doing is we, uh, we're giving them two weeks vacations a year, hmm. paid vacations for that reason. Like sometimes they got stuff they got to do and, right. and it's last minute and they're like, man, I can't come in today. Guess what? That day is coming off PTO from your two weeks. That's mm-hmm. right. From your PTO. There you go. Uh, and I also wanted my, my people to be able to go on vacations. Yeah. Like, you know what? They got to be happy. Bro, they're not slaves, you yes, know, and, exactly. and they want to go spend Christmas. Now we do. We did put a rule. Christmas. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, you got to gotta be careful. It's either yeah. Christmas or New Year's, but it's not both. Right. Right. right so right. I'm doing it like the military. Like we did in the military. <laughs> That's how they did us, bro. They said so it's either Christmas or New Year's. Pick one. Gotcha. So, so we're having them to pick one, right? Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, I'm so happy. But, you know, one of the things that I, I didn't realize when I was working with you was that you had a partner with Carlos. Mm-hmm. For my corporate stuff. For your corporate stuff. Yeah. Right? And how does Carlos, and I wanted him to be here because I, I wanted know, to interview both know, of you, yeah, but yeah. I'll interview him on, when he's down. Yeah, well, well, I mean, when you're down there, we can... Probably when to. I go to Corpus, I'll, I'll bring... Um, my 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 other guy Beto with me and, and we'll do a podcast with him. But, yeah. But how does so what what is Carlos' role? So Carlos, um, and and you know obviously I want to let him tell a, a, a lot more details, but just kind of an overall summary. Uh, Carlos uh, uh, used to work um, in the plants in Corpus, yep. um, and um, I kept telling him about what I was doing here in Houston. And I'm like, because we, we've known each other. We've been best friends, yeah, friends since yeah. middle school, you know. Um, kept telling him about it, telling him about it. And I've always known Carlos was a people person. And he's turned out to be an A1 closer. I mean, he might be better than me. At really? Point. Yeah, he's a killer, man. Um, but so um, crazy, crazy story. He tore his ACL at his wedding. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and I feel like that was a message from God wow. because it forced him to sit down for like a month. Well, out of work and really reflect. And at that time, I had been, I had been telling him. Was about, he able to go on a honeymoon? Uh, later. Not at that point. No, he, uh, was, he tore it that night. Wow. <laughs> like, like he was on the dance floor in a wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, he came up, he drove on his own to Houston and said, I, I, I just want to I just want to drive around with you for a couple of days and just ask questions and show me what you write for me. Yeah. Drove around, we did some appointments. He, he heard me on the phones. He heard me talking to you know my little team at the time or whatever because this was two three years ago. Okay. Um, and uh, he went back home and he they they were ready for him to go back to work. And I mean, hey, you know, being a head safety guy in the plant, you make some decent money. Yeah. You know, um, and I always say that I respect him because he made that decision. Three kids, wife, bills, mortgage, payments, all of that stuff. He made the decision to say, I'm going to cash out, I'm going to, you know, put back for whatever I need to, and I'm going to give myself 
12 months or whatever, you know, see how this rolls. And, um, man, he hit the ground running. I mean, I, it took me a while to get my first deal. His yeah. first deal was, if, if I'm not mistaken, his first deal was a $20,000 lit. Wow. <laughs> but I was in his corner, and I'm not tooting my own horn. You grab that check, and you're like, <laughs> I was talking to uh, Mauricio's brother yesterday. And the guy's like 30 years old, been to the Marines, just got a mechanical engineering degree. And he was he was in the room, and, and I was like, so what's up, bro? You're going to be uh, doing real estate with Mauricio and Brandon? He's yeah. like, no, man, I'm, I'm actually looking for a job right now. Mm. I said, what? A job? <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, well, I just got my mechanical engineering degree. I said, I get it. You want to get that off your chest. You went to school for it. But I kind of like gave him a rundown. I said, look, man, you're going to go get a job for, I don't know, 85 grand a year, 100 grand a year, best case scenario. Tell him my school. story, man. I spent eight years getting my master's in accounting, CPA, and all that, and I dumped all of that, man. And now you're wholesaling. Now I'm wholesaling, <laughs> I love it. Man. It's crazy. It, it is crazy. But look, you, you, the amount of money that you can do in this business in one month, if you, if you would have told me, me, in 2012, 13, when I was at my peak in my corporate uh, job, making 260 a year, that I could make that in a month, I would have laughed at you. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to make that in a month? I'm a big shot here in an oil and gas business company. And, and I would have never believed it unless I saw a check or something. Right. Now, could I believe that you could have made that money flipping houses? Maybe, yeah, but it takes six months to flip a house. Right. Now, how do you make 260 grand with rentals? That's a lot of rentals. A lot of rentals. And, and that, I mean, that's a fleet of rentals. That's at least 400 rentals. Because you're only making three, 400 bucks. Uh, not even 400 rentals. So if you're making 400 bucks a month, 400 times, uh, I mean, 260,000 divided, divided by 400. We're looking at 650 rentals, dude, That's a lot. to make that kind of money. Now, beautiful thing is, if you get to that many rentals, that money's coming in every month. You said, you know, you said. plus or minus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all I knew. Rentals, flipping, a little bit of wholesaling. Well, I think the problem too, Ricardo, is, and I don't know if this is like a cultural thing or what, but especially like for minorities, we were it was burned into our head that you trade your time for money work hard you trade you your time hard. you trade your 40 your 80 hours a week and you get money hey for it. I'm, I'm still trading time for money but I, you're you're leveraging it i just do it plus 100. yeah i got 100 people yes so one hour so and, and it's kind of crazy but you calculate your hours worth by your payroll mm. so go do your payroll Divide that by the hours, by working hours in a month. That's how much your, your working hours, one of your working hours is. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So if your payroll, let's say it's 40 grand a month, mm -hmm. right? Uh, 40,000 divided by, what, 160 hours, right? Because it's 40 times four. That's 250 bucks. So your hour... Literally, every hour is worth 250 bucks. Every working hour, eight hours a day, right? Now, if you if you charge somebody for a consultation of 250, you're breaking even. You're not making money. Right. Right. 
right? So I understood that not long ago. I, was, I started running numbers and I was like, huh, I'm not charging enough for this thing. Right. You well, even I, told me that one time. And I said, no, I'm, this is more of an experiment that I'm doing. This is more of a tryout thing. I'm okay with what we're doing right now. But in reality, bro, um, if you would have told me that back then, and I would have started back then, I would be so much further away uh, ahead of where I'm at today. Don't get me wrong, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always hard on myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not where I want to be, right. okay? And I don't think I'll ever be, right. because there's always that new... But you almost, we, 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 we can have peace knowing that we're always pushing for more. Oh, bro, I, I have peace when I go home. Right. I, 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 uh, you don't answer me till 10 a.m.? I don't answer the phone till <laughs> 10 a.m. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even know why I picked up the phone. I was driving here. Yeah, and, I was like 9.50. Yeah, it was, it was an hour later because you texted me like yeah. an hour before. Yeah. yeah. And I saw, I had like 10 text messages, but I was scrolling and I was like, oh, Chris is here. What's up? <laughs> oh, man, he needs the address. So, Long story short, bro, um, in a way, the, where I'm at today, compared to where I was maybe three or four years ago, I think I would have gotten to today if I would have seen a mentor that had some sort of structure like this at the time, and I would have gotten on that, on that program, right? Ricardo, I, I don't know if I've ever asked you, but like, we talked about my little transformation in meeting you back yeah. in early 2022 to where we're at now. Right. I mean, my systems, my processes, we got flowcharts, SOPs, we're doing all right. of the stuff that we need to be doing now. And I also realize now the power of mentorship and the power of proximity and, right. and networking. Um, when did that happen for you? Like, where were you at? I mean, you have you always just been a networker no. and, and, and you know, like no. what happened for you? No, so so for many years I had a lot of scarcity mindset like that. Like I'm not gonna pay, I can figure it out. Because in the military I developed that skill of figuring things out. Mm -hmm. See in the military, uh, I was in the Navy, you had to go figure things out, otherwise you wouldn't go home. But that's a double-edged sword. So it's bad, in a way, because now that I figured everything out, I don't need to hire anybody, mm -hmm. right? So I operated like that for years. And, like, I don't know, I could have paid mentors earlier in my career, but I just wasn't ready for them either mentally. Right. So I started consuming books like that and reading thinking we're rich and, and understanding masterminds and and understanding um, the networking and, and all that, right? So I started getting myself out there in those groups. Because you started doing monthly meetups, right? But the meetups were because we were solving a problem. So when we started doing our monthly meetups, it's because we switched from, from being flippers into wholesalers. And we needed to build cash buyers list. At that time, we didn't have any of the systems that we have today. So the only thing we can think of was a meetup. We're like, look, we create a meetup, we sell our houses there, right? And it worked. And it worked. Uh, but we were local as well. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've all, so all, of, all up, up until, I would say, 
it was about two or three years ago when I literally figured things out on my own, right? And I've always not, I've never been afraid of taking risk. So, oh, we gotta put $10,000 on this gadget. Let's do it. Like, oh, it didn't work. Okay, whatever. Let's, let's go through, try something out. Because I'm, it's not that money doesn't hurt me, but I'm not, I, I understand that you have to take risk. And there's urgency. And there's urgency, and, 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 and I don't have regrets. Like, I don't have a lot of regrets. Oh, I, I wish I would have never done this, or I wish I would have never done that. So, in a way, Missing, uh, having, making mistakes, and, and, and then Harvey literally destroyed everything we had up, up to that point. Also, at that, t- at that time, I was with Dennis, and, and Dennis was also of the mindset of we can figure it out on our own. Because he's a civil engineer, pretty smart guy. Um, PE is a professional, like he can sign drawings and right. stuff. And so me and him were of that mindset, but once I lost Dennis, and I didn't have that person that that complimented me at the time, um, I started finding to fill that boy. And the only way I could fill that boy was by looking to masterminds and mentors. What was your first mentor, mastermind, network? So I've had many, right? Uh, um, but just toward, like in the beginning, like your transformation. Yeah, so I would say the first mentor I had that didn't know was my mentor was when I started flipping. I actually had multiple. Mm-hmm. So one of them was Armando Montelongo because I will follow all his stuff. I never went to his seminars, but I'm one of the guys, I, re- I pick up this book and I read it and I go do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go see it live and touch it or whatever, right? So he was one of them. I bought his book. That's how I literally learned about a hardware now. Mm. Harmony Law, oh my god, Google Harmony Law, boom, 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 oh shit, there's 10 Harmony Lenders, right? <laughs> so here I am. Where's Jet Lenny? Exactly, and they were the ones, the, the first ones that gave me a, a loan. Um, so I followed him. I also followed a lot of the local guys uh, at the time, Eddie Gant, uh, um, Blake Jarborough, uh, you know, there, a lot of those guys that started back in 2008 or, or when I started were there already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I followed and tried to model what they did. Okay, so they were mentoring me in a way, but it wasn't paid mentorship. Right. I think the first time I had a paid mentorship, I'm trying to think who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not even, it might not even, not even be for myself. It might have been that I paid it for somebody on my team, like an acquisition scores or, or things like that. I think mm-hmm. that's how it all started. Sales scores. Yeah, I started buying courses for my team. Uh, and I started seeing the 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 level the up level to come up. And then I said, man, this shit works, <laughs> uh, right? Um, then when I did my first event here in Houston, uh, I paid my first big guy, which was Brad Lee, he came over and and I saw the power of that and I was like, man, how many more guys can I pay mm. that much money that that's worth being around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, then I just joined every mastermind that I could get my hands on that I like, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I had to like resonate with it. So I'm on like probably f- three or four masterminds right now. Yeah. And and those things are not cheap. No. 
And, and that's what I'm saying. You've graduated to a point where, and I mean, I don't know exact numbers, but just throwing out, you know, what I understand are the more expensive ones, 30, 40, 50 yeah. grand, you know, for, for mentorship. Yeah, so, so I already, so I, I, I already, I already spotted my next mentor. He's a hundred grand. Mm. And he told me already. He's a, he's, a, he's a hundred grand. I said, I'm not ready for you. Let me finish with the ones I have right now. And eventually I'm going to come to you. Because this guy has done real estate na uh, worldwide. So, you follow me? That's crazy. And they bought buildings in Thailand. And they bought things in like... And that opened up to a, a whole different piece of my mind that I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. We're, we're, we're but how do you do that? Yeah. Well, he knows. Yeah. Right? So, so I talked to him actually last week. And he told me when I was at the, at the mastermind, and he told me what it was. And I said, all right, I'm going to be getting in contact. I got his number. And I said, I'll, I'm going to call you when I'm ready. I'm pretty sure next, sometime next year I'll be ready for that. Right. Um, and I also have some things I got to clear off my plate before I go write a check that large. Yeah, well, and, but that's what I'm saying, Ricardo. Like, when you tell somebody just on the way smaller end, $2,500, it's like, man, people will act like you, you said, give me your arm. Dude. Last week, yeah, last week. But they'll but they'll go to the Galleria and blow twenty five hundred dollars on a bag real quick. Yeah, because they're, they're, they 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 appreciate more how they look as opposed to what they know, mm. right? So we live in a materialistic world. Don't get me wrong. I like watches. I like you know Rolexes yeah, yeah. and things like that, but. I, I just bought a $30,000 course two weeks ago, right? And I could have bought a $30,000 Rolex, yep. but I understand what that course is going to give me. Yep. It's probably 20 of those Rolexes, if not more, in the probably next two years. $5 million you just invested in. Right. So, so when I find something that I like, and when I find something that I say, man, the ROI on that is just going to be exponential, I don't even think about it. Yeah. I just figure I just figure ways to get in there. Right. Like the ClickFunnels. I, I got on, on the ClickFunnels uh, mentorship now. Mm -hmm. And guess what? ClickFunnels is going to make me a ton of money now. Oh, yeah. Right? So when Russell pitched it on stage, and I, saw, I don't know if you saw a picture of me and Russell Bronson there, mm -hmm. but I put the picture right there because I said, I'm going to be on that stage holding all those freaking two comma club awards. Yep. And next year is going to be an eight-figure two comma club award, which is only a handful. There's not that many that are on the eight-figure. You got seven-figure, eight figures, and then you get the the nine-figure guys. Um, and I'm I'm going for that, right? So I found something that I'm like, and I'm like, there you go. Let's go. Here's the money. Get me in. I didn't even, bro. I didn't even go to the lunch. They had a lunch yep. for like all the new people that signed up. I couldn't go. I don't know. I remember yep. why. Uh, but I'm already like, okay, what do I need to learn? But you do it without conscience, without hesitation. Oh, no, no, no hesitation. It's cr but, but that's what I'm saying, Ricardo. To get to that point, man, like, I just wish people could understand the value of being around that, of, 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 of understanding that if you're around the right people and you're connecting with the right people, you're catapulting yourself. It's the elevator versus the yeah. stairs, and it's just crazy. And, and you know what's real crazy is that Nobody will sneeze if you go spend a hundred thousand dollars on a college education. Oh no! They're, 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 they're congratulations! Oh my God, you're gonna be a doctor. You spend a hundred k for a college education, you probably make a hundred k a year. You spend a hundred k 
on that mentorship no, you, you're talking you, about. You, you won't make 100K a year. You'll probably, probably not make, even that. You'll probably make 50 to 60. But hey, look at all the kids that are in debt in college today. It's crazy, man. right? You go spend two, three hundred thousand dollars to go make fifty to sixty a year. Makes no sense. But you won't spend five k on a on a little mentorship on a course or or a, a mentorship course. or a one on one. Yeah, a course. Dude, it's like you're going like you said, you're taking the elevator. So, so for me, it wasn't until probably three years ago when I started realizing the power of of literally paying mentors and because I was not a mentor I, I was showing people but I always did it wrong I did it for free and that's why I say it's wrong because they'll take it from you but then they'll go pay somebody else right um, a couple of the guys that I work with they got rich and and they still have a grudge against me because they didn't get richer I guess I don't know mm. you follow what I'm saying wow and I didn't charge them for any mentorship and, and yet they still like fuck Ricardo blah 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 and some of them were my partners at some point you know mm -hmm. but I learned how to cut off all that stuff I learned now how I I, I can I can uh, get into the right groups and don't get me wrong not every group is for me mm -hmm. like I've seen masterminds that are good and I'm like that one is not for me right um, and that's okay yeah and that's perfect that's fine that's perfect you know uh, mentors I'm always trying to see, okay, why should I work with this person? And, work? And, and, one, and the one thing that I realize is that most of these mentors, they, they end up being my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, like Bob now. Bob is more than a mentor. He's Aren't a you going to uh, NASCAR with Jorge? Jorge. With Jorge, I'm going to Formula One race. Formula One, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and with Jorge, is, that relationship is, 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 I see him, I don't I don't even know if, if I see him as a mentor. I see him more as a father. Mm. Uh, even though, like, I love my father, and, and, and my father is, is my number one. Right, right, right. But that's father a figure. It's a father figure for mm -hmm. some reason. I don't know why. I wanted to ask you, Ricardo, I mean, and, and, and I don't know how much everybody knows about our trip in Orlando, but, you know, what were some of your takeaways from that, from that two days that we spent there? <laughs> well... And if it, you want to set the stage for everybody, what what we no did. so so we had a we had a mastermind. Uh, it wasn't a mastermind. It was more of a like a get together with Jorge Valdez in Orlando, right? And we were there for two days, three days actually, or four days in total. You were there longer because you were on vacations. Yeah. Um, now, because I know Jorge, I knew all those stories already. Oh, he's a and for everybody that doesn't know. Yeah, so Jorge was the, the head of the Medellin cartel in the U.S. and and he was a uh, he was one of the four founders of the Medellin cartel. They so, recruited Pablo Escobar. Well, yeah, Pablo came afterwards, right? But he voted. I think he voted no, and the other three voted yes. I, I, I don't remember something like that. He said, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he he understood the character, right? Right. That 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 Pablo was bringing into an organization right? and they were never called the Medellin cartel that was a name given from the yeah. by the DEA mm -hmm. um, and so you know they yeah. they were just a group of thugs basically yeah. that were that were they got drugs. glorified by the DEA <laughs> right um, but I would say one of my takeaways and I wrote them down because I, I wrote a lot, a lot of stuff down was it wasn't so much about me 
it was more about because I met Jorge a year ago already um, and when I met him he, he spoke of my man in Miami you didn't go to that one right no mm -hmm. but we, we spent the night before the day he spoke in my suite it was him Charles Uncle Charles and myself wow right and that was the first time I heard Charles true story he told to Jorge. So Jorge opened up something in Charles' mind that Charles kind of like let it out. And I was like, what? And I'm not going to tell the story because I want to bring Charles to talk about that on, on the podcast. Right. But, because um, even though he said that in the event, yeah, 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 yeah. I really wanted to, to talk about expand this. On on, yeah, expand on it on the podcast. Um, so that was the first time I saw how, I, how somebody, because literally I hired Jorge at the time. So he was there working for me, if you will, mm -hmm. or for the crowd. That, mm -hmm. that. So I didn't, I, he wasn't working for me, he was working for the crowd. I brought him for the crowd, right? But when I exposed him to Charles, things opened up, right? And that was the first time I, 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 I saw the ripple effect of something like that. Like I'm like, wait a minute, man, I had to hire this guy so this guy could open up. And Charles had been holding that stuff inside forever. Mm -hmm. And it was taking a toll on him. Um, it was heavy at the event. It was heavy at the event, but after the event now he probably feels like a like a like a they took a, a whole elephant off his back, right? Yeah, relieved. He felt relieved. Um I had I had a lot to do with that. Like I wow. helped him I helped him a lot on, on encouraging. He was struggling with it on stage. He, he it was almost like he didn't want he to. He didn't want to do it. Uh, uh before he went on stage, he actually he was looking for me, because me and Charles were best friends. We we talk every week. We had I, I actually on my way here this morning, I was thinking as a man, I haven't talked to Charles in a week. Yeah. But to me, that's like a very long time. And, and before he went on stage, he was looking for me. He was like anxious, and he's like, because he I was the only one that knew, mm -hmm. other than Michael. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, man, I'm nervous. And I was like, brother. Just you gotta be fine. Just go out there and then you do. And I like the way he did it with his presentation. Yeah, it was it pretty, was good. pretty badass. It was good. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was the first time I, I saw that, right? And then when when Jorge came, unfortunately, when he came to my last event, he couldn't hang out. He was he, in and out. He was in and out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy because he flew in. His airplane got delayed four hours, which screwed up the whole the rotation rotation of the event. Yeah. And then when he came here, he was like, dude, I got to speak and go because my airplane is waiting for me to go back. <laughs> and luckily I had hired a driver for him. So he came in, spoke, and then he went back and left. So we couldn't really uh, connect. connect with him mm -hmm. that weekend. But what we did is we offered that two-day workshop uh, with, with Jorge on, on, on how he operates, right? And then when I saw that, uh, how the whole group, it played out. Played out. I was like, "Wow, this is this is actually much better than I expected." Um, it was life changing for me and bro, and for everybody. Uh, for me too, because I get to see you saying that, and Shane saying the same, and Dan saying the same, and Mauricio and Brandon are like, "Dude, we, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, 
how are we in front of somebody like this, right? Right. So Carlos too. Carlos, right? Carlos took a freebie from from Christina. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. She hooked him up. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I got out of it. I was like, that's why we started doing Systems for the Future the, with Forrest, mm. because I'm gonna start bringing people in into that group. That's gonna be elevating and opening your mind, like you know, in ways that you never thought of. Right. Um, and that's what we want in the in, in systems of the future is like to. I want to be able to say, we took all these people from here, and now they're here. Uh, but it was collectively done. It wasn't that I took you there. No, it was like we did it together. You follow me? Because that's what a true mastermind is all about. Um, I'm sure I got things to learn from you. Like I got things to learn from Forrest. Like I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Forrest's presentation. That guy's mind is on because he's just at 100 miles an hour, another space, you know. And um, I got a guy that's joining from Colombia, dude. Mm. Like his whole setting from over there. And he's like, dude, I, he can't come here. Mm. So what I promised him was we're gonna do one of the three meetings. Out, outside, outside the country, yeah. so he can attend, right? Yeah. He's one of my best friends too, Carlos. Shout out to Carlos, uh, Carlos Balzan. So, uh, you, you can host him in Colombia? He's whole sending here, but he's there. Oh, he's, oh, okay, okay. Right, Remotely. so he lives there. Got you, got you. So virtual. Golly, man. Yeah, and that's I, the power of real estate. Bro, you know what was crazy? I got him into flipping. <laughs> when I was flipping, um, he was selling insurance and, and like, like, he was building a network or something, and I said, bro, that's good, that works. If you love it, keep doing it. But look, let me show you what I'm doing with the flipping. <laughs> so I showed him, like, hey, these are the houses that I'm buying and, and selling, and I make, I don't know, 30000 25000 40000 at the time. This is years ago, dude. Probably 2010, 2009. And he's like, he's like me. Like, he saw me doing it, and he's like, I'm doing it. So he started flipping in 2015 or 16. When I had the flipping monster, mm -hmm. he was already creating his own monster. And I would go to Tampa because he lived in Tampa. I would go to Tampa sometimes, and and uh, he would ask me questions about, "Hey, what do you think of this property?" And I would say, "Man, that's a university. Mm -hmm. You're gonna learn everything in the world when it comes to a rehab on right. that one on because that he needs one. a lot of work. He needs everything. <laughs> Bro, he doubted me every single time. He's like, oh, man, I don't think so. I got it. And then he's like, Ricky, you were right, man. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. Now you're saying I'm right. So what happened was for reasons I'm not going to disclose, he had to leave the country. Mm. He moved to Colombia with his wife and kids. His wife is from Colombia, so it was easy for them to go there. And um, he called me one day and said, hey, man, uh, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I said, dude, I'm wholesaling now. So that's what you should do because you can do it from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, he's, he's closing deals. And Now, I mentor him, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's different with him because he's kind of like my best friend. And he, he only listens to about 20% of the things I say. <laughs> so, hey, shout out to you, Carlos. <laughs> Put in a hundred percent, and you'll see how much he takes the twenty percent most valuable stuff. You say, <laughs> well, he's an analytical type, so he analyzes. So you tell An him analysis something. Analysis paralysis. He gets into analysis. 
Should I? Because the other thing is, he's listening to 10 other guys. Right. Well, Ricardo, RJ Bates said this. I said, like, dude, then go with his way. Right. Or go with Carlos's way. Or we all do it different at the end of the day. And, and so now he's starting to like listening to me, to me a little bit more. But that's the power of the relationships, right? And, right. and the networks and, and, and the association. So that was my biggest takeaway with Jorge that weekend was to see how you guys were all transforming the way you thought mm -hmm. and the way you operated. Mm -hmm. Because he's literally, I mean, he has a, a mindset that, 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 that it's, it's crazy. You know, it's a, uh, and he operates out of principle, which is, it's kind of crazy to say because he was drunk it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he was bringing loads of cocaine. Yeah. But he had integrity in that business, which is something that probably doesn't exist today. One of his codes is don't lie. Don't Never lie. lie. Don't, and that's what saved his life when Paolo was going to kill him. Put a contract on him. Put a contract on him, right? That was powerful for me. That right. was real powerful for me because it's like two years ago, understanding that I'm a man that doesn't lie. This is my code. Two years later, that ripple effect saved his life. Yep. So your codes can save your life. So that's what I do too. Hey, I don't lie. Like like somebody asked me the other day, hey, how was your last month? I said, it sucked. They're like, why? Well, I didn't do marketing the first three months. Mm -hmm. But I knew that my that month was going to be like that. It was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, you don't make six figures every month? I said, well, when things are fine, yeah. But sometimes you got to disrupt it. Yeah. Shake it up a little bit, rebuild it, turn on the systems again, mm -hmm. and then you move on, right? Um, makes no sense to just be lying and, and, and try to pretend somebody you're not. Like, yeah. So that, that was, that's one of the things that I've done also. I've always been clear and transparent. Um, in 2018 or 19, no, it was in 19. Right before 2020, uh, we had, we had, uh, man, I was like, like this, like I had, I was getting houses foreclosed on. I was dealing houses back to lenders. I was bleeding money left and right, dude. It was like horrible. And, and I didn't like the feeling of people thinking that I was some successful person that was mm -hmm. doing all these projects, right? Because they will still come to me that way. Oh my God, but you're doing all these things. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you don't know what I'm going through right now. Like, mm -hmm. like, because I kept it pretty much private, private, right? But then one, I, one day I said, you know what? If I keep this thing private, I don't think I'm helping anybody. That's powerful. And then the other thing was I had a hater. I still have him. Yeah. He's around somewhere. And that hater, I knew that if he got a hold of that information, he was going to go and blast it. And so before that, I said, you know what? I'm going to take power away from haters. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make a statement mm -hmm. on what's going on in my life, what I'm going through, and what I'm facing right now. And I did it. I went and did a Facebook post. It was like this long. Dude. And I, I think I've done that post maybe two or three times to kind of remind people about it. That 
because sometimes we're going through problems and struggles and we think we're, we're alone. Mm -hmm. And I may be going through a struggle and you're going to another one, but we're not communicating. Right. So in our minds, we're like, this sucks. Why is this happening to me? Blah, blah, blah. But then when I say, hey, man, I'm going through this, and you're like, what? Man, I'm dude, I'm going through something similar right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, oh, shit. And now next thing you know, in between two or three or four people, you can actually solve the problems, right? Or, and I, I think we talked about this in San Antonio, and, and, and I said, you know, Ricardo, with, with all due respect, you know, I know you went through an extremely tough time during Harvey. When I go through some, some little tough times or bumps or whatever, I hearken back to your story. Just think about that. And I'm just Look, like, right now, this is, this is pebbles compared brother, to Brother, right now, right now, there's people going through struggles in South Florida. Mm. Hurricane Ian just destroyed that area. Right. That touches me real close. Right. Because I know what some of those guys that, and I don't know who those guys are, man. Right. I don't know. Right. But there's somebody out there that's going through, is going to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. And if that person gets a hold of my story, he's going to know that he's not alone. And now I'm going to be able to tell him, hey, man, this is what I didn't do that I should have done. Do it. Do it. And it's going to be less painful. It's going to be quicker because I didn't have anybody to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I did. And it's scarier that way. It's, it's walking into a dark room. You don't know where the furniture is. You don't know where nothing is. And you can't turn on the light switch. You're gonna stub your toe on that on that corner. <laughs> well, but that's that's where the that's where the um, that's where my military background comes into play, right? I had to go figure it out. I didn't have another choice, which we talked about it earlier, right? Right. right. And and I knew I was gonna get beat up going through that through that valley of of hell because that's what I call it. It was hell. Right. And there was no fucking way I was gonna stop in the middle of it. Yeah. Right now. Right towards the end of 19, coming into 20, that's when Dennis said, hey, dude, I'm tired of this. We got, I got to figure out a way to pay bills. It's, what we make is not enough for both of us right now. Um, I even told him, go get a job because he's a PE. Like, he can get 200 grand like that, mm -hmm. right? But he didn't want to do that. Um, and, and I'm happy he didn't do it because now he's successful in what he's doing. Right. We still, we, we just saw each other like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and we tell stories, like we laugh at, at all that that's stuff, crazy. you know what I'm saying? But, but, um, but that's, it, it, the universe has a way of taking you through a path, man. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to go through that path. Don't question the path. That's what I didn't do. I never questioned the path. Why me? I didn't feel like a victim. I didn't play victim. Um, actually, because, because of that, I, I, I went broke, literally because I was trying to honor my commitments. Mm -hmm. But today, if I would have known today what I, if I would have known back then what I know today, I would have done a lot, a lot of things different. But hey, that, that's not what it was meant to be. Maybe, right. maybe now I'm supposed to go teach other people, hey, when you're going through this situation, this is what you do. And, you know, in a way. You also transformed through that experience. Of course. Well, I got fat. Number one, I'm working on getting, and getting, and getting, and getting the the fatness away. Okay. But, but, but the the, the wisdom and, and the experience that you went through and your outlook on life, I feel like, is different post Harvey than it was pre Harvey. Oh, pre Harvey, I was I was walking on water, bro. 
also looking at Ferraris, Anigo. Um, I even had a guy that, uh, shout out to Ray, Ray, not, not Ray Nevarez, but uh, um, Ray Delgado. He came to me one day and uh, he came to the podcast and he said, man, you're so different. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm the same guy. And he's like, no, bro. I met you in, I think it was in 18, early to 18 or late 17. Because he met me when I had the Rosenberg office. Mm. He was just getting started, man. He was a young, young he's kid. He's up in North Houston. Yeah, he's in North Houston. And he said, yeah, Ricardo, when I left your office, man, I just didn't like you. And I was like, why is that? Wow. This is your ego, man. You were so, so big. And I said, no, you know what happened is that you couldn't relate to me at the time. But I was just the same person. But then I realized, I see, and I started reflecting on it. And and then I started thinking about my 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 actions, how I acted before Harvey, with some of my business partners, with some people, and there there was definitely a big ass ego in the, on the way, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what Harvey did. Harvey grabbed that ego, fucking crushed it. And then I had to rebuild myself back up, right? Mm -hmm. But now that I know what I know, the ego is out of the way. Right. You still got an ego. Everybody has an ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do this, and we can do keep, that, keep and we make aliens, and we, right? But, but Ray, uh, shout out to Ray. When he Ray's came, a good guy. He's I a great guy, I great know. guy. When he came here, uh, he told me that, and I said, man, I appreciate you telling me that. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, I've changed. Uh, you know, and, and, and I realized that maybe at the time I was very unrelatable to you mm -hmm. because he was just barely, barely right. getting started. And right. what, what was I doing? I was showing off. Look at all my projects. Look at all the people. Look at all the trucks and all the, all the, all the you know, things that we had going on, which was great at the time. But now I was like, that's not really who I, I wanted to be. Mm. Um, and maybe that storm came in to sort of shape me into a better person, right? So we can help more people now, right? Right. And I think through all of our storms, you had a really big storm. I think the mistake a lot of people make is, you know, when something devastating happens, I mean, you're gonna fall to your knees and start praying. <laughs> and, and 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 I think a lot of times we pray and ask God to get us out of the storm. When really we should be asking, hey, help me get through the storm. That's, a, that's because that's where the transformation comes from, brother. Oh, the only thing I ask God, I only ask one thing, one. Maybe it was two, but it was one. Uh, I guess one, uh, one, one ask it was one ask, and say, I every morning I woke up and I said, God, please give me health and the wisdom to get through this. Mm -hmm. That was it. So it was two, health and wisdom. Health, number one, because without health, brother, you're not doing much. Can't do nothing. And then the wisdom. I never asked them for eliminate my my lenders or or eliminate this. Don't or, get me out of the store. No, 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 no. Help me get through the store. Give me health and wisdom so I can get through it. Mm -hmm. That That's was powerful, it. That was what I did. And, and, and one thing you're gonna read on my book when I release it, is uh, I'll show you the outline when we're gone so you can check it out. Um, I uh, 
I was going through the middle of hell. And that's not where I was going to stop. And the only way I could continue to go was by my rituals in the morning. Mm -hmm. Exercising, reading 10 pages of a book. You know what's hard, bro? Pick up a book like this, like The Power of One by my lid in the morning, reading a chapter. So you can concentrate on reading. His name is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., right? So he's talking about Tom Brady here. Right? When you're losing 250 bucks, 1,000 bucks a month. How do you, how do you concentrate and focus on reading a book? How do you focus? I did it. I went and picked up books, and I was just devouring books. Right? Exercising. Now, I gained a lot of weight at the pandemic when we got locked down. We all did. I gained, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm right now, I'm 280, 280 roughly, but I started at 300 a, a couple of months ago. But I was never above 275. And before the pandemic, I was probably pushing 255 to 260. But what happened during the pandemic is I found myself with all this time in the freaking world and the only things that were open were the liquor stores. <laughs> so my wife and I literally started drinking wine every freaking day. And I gained 40 pounds worth of wine. <laughs> That's funny. Hey. Hey, but when you get drunk too, you get hungry too. Yeah. Oh, you start, man, <laughs> so wine comes cheese and all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I started eating and eating and eating and eating. And I was walking and exercising during that time. Right. Um, but we weren't getting drunk, but we were having maybe four cups a night. Mm -hmm. Every night, four cups, four cups, four cups. Eventually, dude, your body's like, come yeah. on, I got to store this energy somewhere, right, the right, sugar. Right, sugar. Um, but I gain a lot of weight, and then anxiety, too, right? Like, shit, money, you know, I don't know when my next deals are going to close. I don't know how long my money's going to last. I'm falling behind on my mortgage. I got mm -hmm. all this. You can have a lot of money, brother. Right. But guess what? It'll go fast. It'll go fast. <laughs> and, and then luckily, we opened, bro, as soon as... The pandemic opened up things started happening and, and right. i started breathing again right right um but i think it's powerful what you said going to your rituals no matter what when you're in your in your highs what do you do every day when you're in your lowest of lows what do you do every day that's who you are so that's exactly what i did i never keep quit on doing my rituals right and i even remember her coming up to my gym in the morning and I had a gym in the house on, on the, where people have a movie theater, I, I had a gym. Mm. And I got a TV in there with Tony Robbins or somebody, you know, like some motivational stuff. And I'm pumping iron, I'm exercising, which I'm back on it again. Dude. My arms are sore right now, my legs are like hurting. <laughs> I've been hitting it pretty hard this week. And um, she opens up the door and it's like, it's like five o'clock in the morning. And bro, I'm not a five o'clock in the morning guy. But that day I woke up at four thirty. Like I gotta, like I gotta go be productive. Mm -hmm. And I'm exercising. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What does it look like I'm doing? I'm exercising." Right. Dude, you need to go get a job. We're broke. Like we don't have any money. And I looked at her and I said, "No, I'll talk to you later. Please close the door on your way out." Right. So I kicked her out of the gym. Mm -hmm. And I didn't let that distract me from my routine. Right. Right. Went through my whole routine, did my hour of exercising, watch my videos, 
subconsciously picking up all that stuff. Then I went downstairs and, and I talked to her and I said, look, what the hell was that all about? And she's like, dude, we don't have money for nothing right now. Like, literally, like, we're in bad shape. And I was like, yeah, I get it, but I still need to do that because that's what's going to help me get to where we need to get eventually, to where we mm -hmm. we get everything coming back to us, right? And, and she understood, hardly, but she did. Right. Um, and I stay consistent every morning, even if I got drunk the night before. Yep. I was getting up, going to the gym, and did it. And um, it was those routines, brother, that allowed me to get to where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not fully out of my thing yet because I still got some unfinished business that I'm finishing, which is not going to take me more than a year. Um, but what we build now in the last, it literally has been in the last year, mm. what we built, it's... It's like rock solid. It's it's, it's very uh, it's very bulletproof. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna say it's a hundred percent because there's no such thing as a hundred percent. But right. but I think I find myself removing now from removing myself from every position, from every task, so I can think more. Mm -hmm. I can hire more, train more, and grow more. Right. Um, I'm not proud of, or not, I wouldn't say not proud, but there are situations and people that I, I, I uh, affected when I went through all that stuff that, that I'm not proud of, mm -hmm. but I guess I just had to go through that, and, 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 and you have to let that in the past and let go, otherwise the past will keep holding you back, right. and you won't be able to move forward. So. So that's where we are today, man. And and it's been because of the people you surround yourself with, the networks that you're surrounding yourself with. Like I saw you wholesaling live. live. Um, proximity. That's proximity. You knew all the material. You knew it all, right? And I was cold calling, man. You were cold calling. I had not cold calling. I was negotiating <laughs> deals with some guys, man. We were throwing other uh, uh, finance uh, uh, offers on some deals, you know? And and then we get to hang out too, mm -hmm. and talk and create content. And there was somebody recording everything we were saying. Yeah, that was an awesome. I think that was Esteban, or I don't know who. It was Al Nicoletti. Al Nicoletti. Okay. Shout out to Al. Yeah, shout out to Al. So, um, and then and then we had uh, like some people went out. You watched the fight. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't even go out, bro. I just that that night I just went to bed. I was yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah. I went out on Saturday night. Yeah, uh, the, the club night. The, the oh club no, night. that was the day. The that day was of the fight, fight night. night. Yeah, that was a fight night. But even I went out and I was like, eh, I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I had a I had a great time with the people that were there. Correct. Right, bonding, creating mm -hmm. moments, and all that. Mm -hmm. Um. That that brings me to your event. So now you're starting your Meetup. your meetups in in Corpus. Mm -hmm. What, tell me about it. Like, yeah. What are we gonna do there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, November third, uh, we got um, it's a Thursday in Corpus Christi. Uh, we're gonna have a meetup at a place called Mesquite Street. They yeah. have a whole you've seen it, the room, yeah. chairs, screen, stage, everything. Um, and um, really, I mean, 
I don't want to spoil the surprise, but Ricardo's going to be our special right. guest speaker. Um, He's putting me on the first one. Okay? <laughs> That's an honor for me. <laughs> uh, who better, right? Yeah. Who better, man? Um, but uh, we're Ben, I just can't wait to go to Corpus. Like, <laughs> you know, I left Corpus one time, and I said I'll never be back in this place. <laughs> hey, when I left, I <laughs> yeah. said the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I was in the Navy, and, and in 2005, in I left Corpus, and I said I am never coming back <laughs> to this city. <laughs> and, but now the way I'm going back, it's different. It's different. That's how I want to go back. Yes. You follow what I'm saying? Like yes, how we're going back. You now know? we're going back, and we're gonna. We're, I'm honored that we're I'm gonna going make to, a splash, man. Yeah, we're gonna make a splash. Um, During the day, um, I think from twelve to one, we're gonna have just an open tour of one of our flips. Right. Last week, um, crazy story, but a seller approached uh, us and said, "I'm getting foreclosed Tuesday," wow. and this was on Thursday. Oh wow, we got close. <laughs> the only reason I did it though is because it's a good area and it's a good uh, flip to show people. Private money or, or how do you do it? No, I bought it cash. You bought it cash? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, so we bought it. It was actually scary because the funds almost didn't get there in time. No, but the, the, way, the way that works is if your title company is good, the attorney for the title company will contact the, the foreclosure attorney and they'll let them know, hey man, funds are legit, everything is coming, the foreclosure attorney will not execute the foreclosure. Well, yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. So we were back and forth with the foreclosure attorney, we got it all negotiated, got everything done, but I, I literally got that flip just so we could show everybody wow. on November 3rd. Let's talk, tell me about the numbers on the flip. Um, I think we bought it for like a hundred. It it probably needs like thirty. Okay. Um, ARV probably around two hundred. Oh, that's good. One ninety to two hundred. That's good. That's yeah, good. something that's, like that's, that. Those are good numbers. Um, but I, I just I want people to come out, check out uh, check, check out, out the flip. flip. You got any questions? What part of town is the flip at? Uh, seven eight four one five. So it's like Central City. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a like I said, it's a great little part of town, kind of central to the whole city, so you can get there pretty quickly. Corpus is a it's not that town, big. It's a twenty minute drive. <laughs> um, but you know, people can come out. They can ask us questions. Um, why would you do a foundation before a roof? You know, I mean, I know to some people these are simple questions, but some people don't know that. You yeah. know, I mean, hey, when I flipped my first house, I didn't know all the rules. You know, one thing I learned was you know what you, you know why I knew. Because I read Armando Montelongo's book. <laughs> he had all the steps in the book. Well, and that's good. So you didn't have to go through that. You know yeah. what I went through? A slab foundation, had to fix that for eight grand. And then the plumbing guy comes out and says, well, we got to redo all the holes to fix all the plumbing. Because yeah. when you fix the foundation, all the pipes cracked. Yeah, they cracked, yeah. So that was, I was like, well, I should have left the holes open. Did you have to do a tunnel? <laughs> yeah. Inside the house. Yeah, so you know what happened to me? I had a, fun, uh, a property in Friendswood, nearby where you live, mm -hmm. on Wandering Trails. That's mm -hmm. the street. Um, a lot of flooding went on in that street. Yeah, that, that house flooded when we had it rented. Gotcha. Um, and um, long story short, we fixed the foundation. And when I get there, I see the holes covered. And I'm like, Guys, did you guys check the, the, the switch line? The plumbing. Oh, it was good. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked at it. It was good. You got a hydro test done? Yeah, they're like, no, we didn't hydro it because it looked good, whatever. And I was like, man, I don't know about this, guys. You already closed the holes, and why didn't you call me, you know? Sure enough, dude. We got done with that rehab. 
plumbing issues. Oh, all the, all the all the toilets were backing out, and and it was horrible. Dude. And that was a twelve thousand dollar tunnel we had to dig. Well, yeah. So our eight thousand dollar foundation turned into a sixteen thousand dollars because we had to pay eight grand for all new plumbing. Wow. Because they all cracked underneath the house, plus the digging oh, and yeah. making the holes. Yeah, the, the tunnel twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so those little things. Come out, ask questions. Don't make so like you said earlier. Don't make the mistakes we made. Yeah, you're gonna do a tour on the on the flips, and then in the evening. You're time. only gonna do one hour from two yeah, to one. Yeah, just lunchtime. Y'all come by, check it out. You know? Okay. Grab, grab, bring your lunch sack, you know, come talk with us for a little while. And, um, you know, in the evening time, we're going to have you speak. Uh, we got some sponsors, title companies and different stuff like that. Come get some nuggets from us, open bar, you know, have a few drinks on us. Right. And uh, just get some nuggets, shake hands with some people, get familiar with the city, get familiar with what, you know, what big timers are doing. Right. You know, proximity. Yeah, proximity. <laughs> proximity. That's, that's what it's all about, man. Um I can't wait, dude. I, I'm actually I'm good to go. I'll, I'll be there on the third, and and my my because my son's birthday is on the second, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, but nah, Thursday I'm good. So, um, so we're gonna be there. And what are like what what do people expect that during the event? Like what? How is that? Is it networking? Yeah, we're we'll gonna speak. We'll uh, have a little bit of everything. I'll talk a little bit. We'll have a little bit of Q and A. Obviously, you'll have some topics for us to 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 talk about as well. Um, but just overall, just throwing out dimes, throwing out nuggets to everybody, um, and 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 any questions y'all have will be an open book for you guys. We're just really bringing value to everybody. Awesome. Uh, what time does the event start? Seven to nine Thursday. Seven uh, to nine. Uh, 11, uh, November third. Seven to nine. Seven to nine never happens. Bro. Nah, you know what I mean. That's what we put on the flight. Yeah. And I'm, I like that the A Love Hotel is right next to it. So that's guess where I'm going to stay. The A Love Hotel. Yeah. And well, look, we did it on a Thursday because we kind of, you know, for for us, like I like the vibes on a Thursday. You know, it's a Thursday's a good day. It's a little more. Let's get out there. Let's yeah. talk a little bit more. You know, we did it at seven, so you can have time to get the kids homework, shower, whatever. And then come out, you know. Yeah, Thursday is a good day, man. I used to do those on Mondays, dude. But people will get drunk on a Monday. And then the problem was on Tuesday, it was just horrible to go to work. <laughs> you can take a Friday off, but it's not the same thing as taking like a Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where's the where's the event again at? Uh, Mesquite Street on Mes the south side. Mesquite uh, Street in Corpus Christi. Hey, guys, if you're in the Corpus area or around Corpus, come check us out November 3rd. This Mesquite Street, uh, it's a pizza place. Uh, like yeah, they, it's like they host host comedy events there yeah. and stuff. I think George Lopez performed there one okay. time um, in the in the area that we're gonna be in. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be Mr. Ricardo Rosales uh, himself is gonna be there. I'll so be there. <laughs> you can't there. miss it. Houston, San Antonio, Austin, all the surrounding areas. Y'all come by, have a drink, say what's up, and we're gonna be dropping some dimes. Awesome, brother. Well, guys. Don't forget to check attendgrowth.com for your tickets for February event. We're going to have an amazing lineup of speakers again. They're already all on the line. Um, we, we will be releasing more speakers pretty soon. February 3, 4, and 5, this is one you don't want to miss. It's going to be the last event I personally do in Houston. I'm going to be done and over with here in Houston. I'm moving out of Houston. so. Um, I want you. To, I want to see you there. If you're in the Houston area or in Texas, it's only a couple of hour drives. You don't want to miss this event. Uh, Chris has been there, 
changed my life. Yeah, a lot of my friends have been there, and and uh, we're gonna do great things uh, that weekend. So I can't wait until I see you there. I can't wait until I see you in Corpus at Chris's event. And um, that event is one of the reasons you started doing that event because of the event that I, that I threw, and, and we kind of like brainstormed on how we can get you know some bigger events running later on. But uh, that's the power of coming to these events, guys. Is that there's magic that happens in there, and I never know how our events is gonna impact somebody, mm -hmm. but it's usually on a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, it's playing out right now. Yeah, it's playing out right now. So, so I love to support my friend Chris and Carlos with our first uh, meetup in, in Corpus. So please come check us out at 10growth.com. Get you a ticket for February three, four, and five. Tickets are at discount right now. November first, they're going up, um, and and then. December they're going up and all the way until this until February that's when you gotta pay retail for it. So and he and he he means that. He's yeah. not gonna give you a break. I'm not gonna give you a break. I can personally testify yeah. to that. Not gonna give you a break. So get your tickets right now. Also check out our new texting platform, textingleadsnow.com. Textingleadsnow.com. Here's the catch: you get a platform. The VIP ticket to the event is almost ninety percent off. So go check it out, textingleadsnow.com. I can wait until I onboard you onto the Prospector Web Family and Top of the Line VA and all the other services that we have. We're literally helping a lot of people generate a lot of revenue, a lot of leads every month, and that's the one you need. You need the one that is gonna make your phone ring, the contract sign, and we're gonna be able to help you with that. On textingleadsnow.com, you're also gonna get the chance to get all the library for our previous events. So all of the previous events are going to be uploaded on those. So right. it's a great community that we're building. And um, I'm done with the pitch. I'll see you on the next one, guys. Chris, thank you so much, bro. See you later.